It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sometimes I feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Oh, hello everybody. Oh my goodness. Well, welcome to a special episode tonight. You know, it's a new day, new time. Because we have a very, very, very special episode tonight that I am so, so excited for. And uh, you guys are, I'll tell you what, uh, this is three times the fun tonight, okay? Three times the fun. And I got a house full of incredible, renowned international medium. So you guys, we're in, we're in for the long haul for the next 50 minutes. So, But I, I'm super, super excited to have this uh, special evening. Um, I am going out of town uh, tomorrow, so we, we were able to fit this in, and it really worked out great. I'm going to be in New Jersey this Sunday. So again, if anybody is around, come out and hang out with me. And uh, come join me. But again, let's get back to tonight because that's what tonight is about. You know, we all work on our gifts and we talk about the exploration and how we kind of came into everything. You know, with each week, you guys, uh, with all the guests and all the talk, we, we discuss what mediumship is about and and all of us have stories of how we got into it and how it's important to train and learn and grow because there's so many factors that are important well I got three experts in the house with me tonight so actually I called one all the way over from Britain he is a British medium he is what's called an AFC tutor Arthur Finley College and as any of you do know I've, I've had uh, Paul Jacob on, Mavis on, Andy Bing on. So as you know, it is the premier place of study in the world for, for mediumship. And it's not an easy thing to actually get the credentials to be a tutor at this college. So that in itself just shows you the level of dedication, hard work, and, and gift. And, you know, I got to meet him a couple years ago. And just, uh, you know, the light that he gives to the world, the light that he, he constantly gives of himself over and over and over. And you can see it and uh, you can feel it. And, and just even me personally, him helping me take my gifts to a whole new level that I didn't even know was possible. So, um, so I am beyond excited to uh, just say hello to Chris Drew. Hey, Hi, Chris. Hey, <laughs> That was quite an intro. You're making me blush. Oh, but thank you. Thank yes, you. yes. You're like, 
more. <laughs> Stop her. I get it now. More? <laughs> oh. But actually, that's not it. That's one of our guests this evening. I, I thought we needed a little blonde power in the house, too. <laughs> and so I got to um, not only the most unbelievable mediums, but they're very sexy, too. So this this is a visual treat as well. One is actually um, really worked as a doula, has her own center company. She's expanding into um, meditation, so many realms. And she also is doing this mediumship now, now pretty much full-time, Miss Lori Walker. Hi, Lori. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh, my goodness. So, so excited to have you in the house. And, and last, certainly not least, is uh, a good friend of mine, a fellow medium in Los Angeles here, who we started maybe around the same time, I can't quite remember, but had this, many of the same teachers, which is so much fun. And, you know, what's remarkable is she's a school teacher, was a school teacher. This is what she did for many, 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 many years. And uh, so as most of us, that calling urges you, pulls you in, and she could no longer resist. And so now she as well does this full time. Susan Schuller. Hi, Susan. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So this is fantastic because, you know, I think what's wonderful is, you know, we all work a little differently, yet we, we've all kind of had very similar training. So I think it's beautiful that shows the essence of mediumship and how maybe us as the vessel is also as important as the connection to spirit. So what do you guys think? I just think, you know, it's an honor and a pleasure to do this work. And yeah, you know, we've all got this journey. I think anybody that's of true mediumship that's got that ability, it would have always been latent throughout the life. I know with me, it's always been there. I can't remember a time when it wasn't there. I remember laying in my crib and actually looking around and seeing the spirit world all around me, even at that young age. Wow. What, was there a turning point, though, that you said, I need to do this on a whole new level, more professional? Yeah, there was, there was quite a lot of turning points. Um, if we go back, um, what happened was I was aware of the spirit world. And then when I was six years old, I became very ill. And when I was in hospital for virtually a year. Wow. Um, I was in a coma for three months. And during that three months, um, I was in the spirit world. Um, I remember seeing the spirit world, sensing the spirit world. And when I came out of the coma, I was able to tell things about what happened, about the ward, things that I could have possibly heard, but these were things that I actually saw. And wow. the, the doctors were amazed because they said, well, he was completely comatized. So for him to give such detail is incredible. That How, how, how can that be possible? Wow, that's incredible. Do you remember yeah. any of it to this day? Yeah, or? I do. Okay. Um, because actually when I came into developing mediumship then later, the spirit world then took me through what I can only explain as like a mystical experience. And they took me back to the experience of that six-year-old again. And yeah, I experienced the spirit world in exactly the same way. But it's people say to me, how, explain it. Explain what the spirit world looks like. What does the spirit world feel like? And it's like explaining to somebody that's blind, how do you explain what the color red looks like? Or if you're talking about sound, how do you explain to a deaf child what rain against a window sounds like? It's impossible. But the nearest I can explain it, um, actually, is that if you think about the movie Ghost, uh -huh. and when that person passes to the spirit world and they've still got form, 
and they're almost like translucent, but you can still recognize them. It's like that. Yes. Um, but what I experienced was a depth of energy and intelligence and compassion and love that went beyond words that you can comprehend in this world. Yeah, it's... Uh we all saw Ghosts, right? You guys, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I watched it. it um, I actually watched that movie. Not too, I saw it as a, I, I just cried like a baby, right? <laughs> Me too. And <laughs> and I watched it not too long ago. And out of all the movies, I mean, look, except for the special effects and all, I mean, there's a lot. I think a validation in that movie of what happens, like the penny. Remember the penny? Oh, mm. I got chills. <laughs> the penny up on the like. It, there is a lot of um, when you watch it after doing, you're like, oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's very touching. Yeah. And in London, um, a few years ago, they did the musical version oh. in, in the West End. And it was just incredible. But at the end, he like, walks into the spirit world yes. and he just says these words. He said, I wish you could just feel the love. Yeah, that's and, what I know. And every yes. night, I went to see it about 10 times. I was just crying <laughs> like a baby because cause it it reminded me of what I experienced. It was yeah. exactly that, that you could feel that love. Yeah. And and I think, uh, Susan, what was your turning point? Do, do you remember? Well, I think mediumship is something that picks you. I don't think you pick it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? And for me, it was like it started when I was really young. But I think a lot of us get into it because we've experienced a death. Yeah. And for me, it was when my, I think my niece died. Okay. You know what I mean? It just sort of was like it pushed you into it. And, right. You know, and then there was no going back. Yeah, <laughs> I think once you get a taste of it uh, and and you feel the love, as Chris is saying, it is very difficult to to ignore it. And Lori, anything in particular that is like you you can recognize? Yeah, I didn't know what it was uh, when mm -hmm. I was really young. I it just I felt things around me. And I felt scared. I didn't have anybody to explain things. Then as I got older, I became a nurse midwife and delivering babies. And that's when I started feeling spirit. When babies were brought in, I was identifying that their relatives, their ancestors were bringing them. Wow. And I started saying, like, who's Frank? And yeah. he says, say hey, hi. And and so it <laughs> just became, I started, I didn't really understand it, but then I began to learn more and it became progressively more dominant in my professional uh, career as a midwife. And then I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Wow. And so now well, I get to bring spirit in a different way. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Literally all day today, I've just had the name Frank keep popping oh. in all day. <laughs> I was, yeah, so I think, I was like, of all the names you can mention, that is so funny. What we're going to do is, if you're watching the live stream, everybody, share, share the love, share the stream. Um, and if you have a question, not a personal question, but a question about development or something that you want to ask Chris, Susan, Lori, you know, go ahead and leave a comment. We'll keep an eye on them and we'll see if we can answer any of your, your questions that way tonight. Okay. But Chris, when you, um, you know, there is a difference of us serving and then teaching. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> because it's a whole another level of holding the space. Absolutely. So how do you, you know, when you have a student, how do you balance that nurturing? Tell me, take me through the process of what your 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 viewpoint is on teaching and, and what you do with your students. Yeah, it's a funny thing because I never really wanted to be a teacher. Um, uh -huh. You know, I just wanted to be a medium. I wanted to demonstrate my mediumship. That's where my passion was. Um, but when I was a student and I got more and more advanced, I found that there was, I was getting this feeling and this pull to actually to blend with the other students when they were working. Okay. So when a student was up working and I wasn't and I was sat bored, mm -hmm. I would find myself 
a tune in and I become aware of their contact. Um, and as I became aware of their contact, then they'd say, for example, I've got a father here and he was a Royal Marine. And then they'd say that and I'd be like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I'd have to be keeping quiet, you know, like this. And every th and I found the more I did that, I was aware of their contact. And then I realized that the spirit world then was trying to make me think about being a teacher, that this is where I could go. And like now, yeah, I travel the world, I teach, I teach at the Affinity College, and it's a huge passion of mine because, yeah. you know, I want more good mediums to be out there. I think we need to be raising them standards yes. of mediumship. And I just love it. But when I'm working as a teacher, I'm constantly blending with the spirit world at the same time. Yes. Because I think you shouldn't be a teacher unless you know whether that person's got a person in the spirit world with them or not. Yeah. You know, and also can tell them whether they're right or wrong. Right. Um, it's funny because Susan was asking me today um, the question about teaching and does it take away from your mediumship and if anything I think it helps it's it completely it's improved my mediumship because yeah. I'm working with it day in day out with the students so and you have to be able to explain something understand what you're getting understand what they're getting understand like what they're getting and then how does it translate absolutely and, and sometimes you know you're working with those students and they get that brilliant piece of information and, and you feel that come through and you think the spirit world is so intelligent or They'll, they'll work in a different way. And you say to the spirit world, actually, you know, <laughs> can you try that with me? I'd, I'd, I'd like to give that a go. So wow. I'm learning from my students as well. Yeah. You know, and I don't look at it as me and the students, those that have studied with me will know we're all working for the same cause. We're, yes. all, we're all working for the spirit world. I'm just at a different level. But as my mentor always said to me, if you end up a better medium than me, then I've done my job. And, yeah. And I've got that same attitude with my students. If they end up having a better demonstration than me and having better mediumship, then I've done my job. Yeah, that's great. Lori, when you are, um, you're going to have to forgive me because I have no kids, no desire. I, I, I just, but that okay. birthing thing, <laughs> that who. I can't even. I would. I would have a heart attack. I would just be. You'd be talking to me in the spirit world. Um, but when you know when you're doing that, are you? I'm just curious. Do you connect to the spirit world as you're delivering as well? Do you, Do you ever find that? Well, you know, for me, if I'm really involved in yeah. delivering a baby, no, I'm focused on that. Okay, it's more of like when I choose to, and I just okay. choose to. It's like listening to music or not. If it's going on off to the side of you, you either pay attention to it or you don't. So if I'm really involved in something heavy duty, I yeah. know <laughs> nothing breaks my concentration. But but then whenever I'm kind of relaxed, then I just sort of look to that. Yes. And I and it's just happened many times. And just talk with the moms later and just say, you know, I saw this lady. And she had, I was just going to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there was a lady. She was having a water birth and she was sitting in the tub and, and I was sitting behind her. And I just saw a woman in my mind's eye, and she had gray cornrows. And afterwards, I just said, you know, did you have something to do with gray cornrows? And I, and she said, yeah. My, she started crying. She said, that's my grandmother, who my grandfather just passed away. And, um, and I just said, she just, she was here helping you to be strong. You know? Yeah. And I, and I just, and I've sensed what I'm seeing is, you know how when when someone's passing and we're all around them and saying, we love you and it's okay and don't be afraid and yeah. you, it's okay to let go. I feel the same thing is happening on when they're coming in. Oh, yeah. So I feel like this baby's <laughs> soul is a little scared, like, holy crap, yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah, oh, yeah, my God, yeah. I'm squishing. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then I feel like that there's their other loved ones that are saying, it's okay, we love you, you're going to yeah, be yeah. all right. 
and that they're with them when they come in. And that's where I kind of, that's when I started feeling it. I used to say it felt like angels rush in the room because this emotion happens when the birth happens. And it's not, it's not just the present situation. It's way, way bigger on a spiritual level. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I'm still traumatized from my birthing process. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like, whoa! <laughs> that is, oh. um, No, but that, see, I think that is so encouraging and so encouraging for uh, people to remember that their loved ones are around them, spirit support is mm -hmm. with us, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and taking that. And now we all talk about staying in the power, right? And Chris, why don't you explain to the listeners what staying in the power is for anyone who hasn't heard that before? Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of developing mediums actually face is actually staying in that power. So when we work mediumistically, we have to train ourselves to shift our awareness. So we have to blend, shift that awareness, do that mind shift and connect with the spirit world. But then we have to keep that power there. And what you find is far too many mediums when they're developing they just kind of blend and then just expect something to just <laughs> <Yes>. happen. <laughs> and then the, nothing's happening. They're not blending. And all of a sudden, they just pull themselves back in. And then they're out of the power. Yes. So the key is to keep in that power. It's like yeah. shifting that awareness and keeping that awareness in that spirit world. Yes. So when I'm working, I'm part in the spirit world and part in this world. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think any true medium always says that they never feel like they truly belong in this world. That's, yes. You know, yeah. In fact, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm having a tattoo done. I keep saying that, but I am having a tattoo done. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I'm gonna you should have had it Friday the 13th. I know. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I'm going to have the words stranger in this world tattooed oh, I like it. on my arm because that's the way I've always felt. Yeah. But not in a bad way. It's just that, you know, somebody that I believe was born to be a medium, I've always felt that I've got one foot in this world, one, one foot, foot in the other. Mm -hmm. So to me, I've always naturally had that shift of awareness and that power in the spirit world yeah um which is great because i can teach people how to how to achieve that then oh good now susan when you're staying in the power how how do you do that do you meditate as well or t take us through well, what, what your little tools are it's so funny that you say that because i remember when we first started out as mediums it was almost like you had to do the hokey pokey. I, yeah. It was like, I have to open up chakras and I have to yeah, do all yeah. these things. And now it's just, I love this. And I got this with yeah. Chris. It's just kind of like, I've just expanded my awareness. I'm there. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, you don't have to do any of that stuff. But um, definitely meditate. Before I, it's like, I don't have my amethyst, and, man. <laughs> I don't know. They're not going to talk to me. I mean, we all did it. I mean, when I used to go up and I mean, at least it was yeah. like, you'd stand up there and you're like, okay, I didn't wear my black shoes. Oh no. Those are, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But now it's just a matter of, you know, just opening yourself up to the spirit world. Right. But I think that kind of comes with doing it for a period mm. of time. Right. But definitely meditation. I mean, um, but I think meditation is different for everyone. Isn't it Mavis who irons and smokes? Yeah. yeah <laughs> you or know, so gardening yeah. is a good one. Yeah. I, I think all kinds. Birth and a baby, maybe. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, I'm a kinesthetic kind of meditator. I like yeah. doing yoga. I like doing gardening. Yes. You know. Yeah. All of that. Right. And, and Lori, so you're actually, you're doing a center as well, starting a new center, right? Doing uh, healing and and helping people with this process? Well, yeah, we're going to be, it's considered a yoga studio, and it's we're calling it Epic, and it means empowering people, inspiring change. And we're going to be doing things like um, we were just talking about today about doing some donation types of 
opportunities where we do mediumship demonstrations oh, for the public and then whatever donations would get give back to the community and and but we'll also be doing things like um i like to do gong and sound healings and those kinds of things and so we'll be offering those things in the community um it's down in my hometown san clemente california yeah and um so yeah we're going to be doing that and i'm really excited because in this community as you know colby and chris and susan we don't have a lot of venues for doing mm. dems right you know that it's it's a unique thing if you're in the uk they're everywhere in churches but here you you just don't go i'm gonna go do a dem that's the Sunday. thing yeah and yeah so i'd really like to be able to provide an opportunity as as we are coming up this next weekend as for people to really see evidential mediumship yes and and bring it to more people because until very recently it was so taboo right right mm -hmm. right and that's a great that's a great thing i opened up the space in uh, la for doing dems and we're going to do a service there awesome. so it's going to start that so very excited but talking about uh platform events the three of you are coming together for an event uh that's october 21st this right saturday wow power of three so <laughs> i mean you guys listen here's the deal i have seen each and every one of these uh incredible mediums demonstrate it it, it is so remarkable the level of detail the laugh the tears i mean you are going to feel your loved one in that room with them and there's no there's no ego it's just all this love i mean i've worked with all of them and it's just this beautiful experience and so if you are around grab a ticket join them you're not going to miss it especially you know chris isn't here too often he comes a couple times a year because he is everywhere around the world so we you've got this beautiful opportunity they did it last year there's just some amazing footage they're coming back. They're doing it again. And where's that? Santa Ana. Is that right, Susan? That is correct. It's okay. at the chapel, Common Ground. There we go. So there's a link there, right? So if you're interested, grab your tickets and, and get out and, and see this. I think one of the things we can hear about it, and, and but until you see it, until you experience it, it you, you just... You just don't realize how real it is, right? It's mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And now, Chris, you've been to Australia. You just got back from Australia not too long ago, right? Yeah, I got back from Australia <laughs> three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And then you were in Vegas. Yeah, I wasn't working in Vegas. I was playing yeah. in Vegas. Uh -oh. <laughs> Did you play? Well, remember, whatever happens stays <laughs> there. And it stayed there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I've got a manic schedule at the moment because I just got a haven't planned it well because I went straight from Australia. I went straight to the college. Then I was teaching um, on a new mentorship program for the Spiritualist National Union. Okay. Which is great. And then I've come into America, leave on the 2nd of November. I go straight to the college, the Afafindi College for a week and a half. Then I go straight to Japan. And then I go straight from Japan back to the college. And then I go from the college to Sweden. And then I go straight from Sweden to Switzerland, then to Scotland, then it's Christmas. Wow. Yeah. How do you, so, you know, that can be, just to help the, the listeners, that can be tiring. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you keep up the energy and the stamina to handle all that travel, demonstrating, teaching? Yeah, it can be tiring. And I remember when I was a student at the Alpha Finley College, and I heard many students say that, you know, it's not healthy to be a medium. You know, if you look at a lot of the mediums, they're always ill. You know, so I put into my head that, okay, then, so... 
when I get into my 50s, I'm probably going to be ill. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have diabetes. You know, I'm going to have a brain tumour. I'm going to have all these things. Heart, I'm going to have a heart condition. You know, I'm going to have three legs. Um, but I'd, I'd put in my head that it, it made you ill. But then as I started to look at mediums working, they wasn't looking after themselves. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. I try and look after myself. And when I am at home, I always take the first day off and I just sleep all day. Okay. I just, I just, just recharge. So the resting. Yeah. Yep. The resting. And Susan, you've been going back and forth to New York a lot, doing yes. a lot of work there. Absolutely. I love working in New York. Yeah. 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 I love going home. I go home to Jersey yeah. tomorrow. So I, I enjoy it too. Lori, is this your home, Southern California? It is. Yeah. It is. I'm a California girl. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so when you guys are working, you know, what do you do if, uh, you know, if someone is not connecting, how do you handle that that demonstration? What do, what do you what kind of like ways can mediums out there who are watching this say? All right, let me try this or let me do that. So if you, the recipient isn't taking it just initially, we were just talking about this again just over <laughs> coffee this <laughs> afternoon. Like okay, because um, it's one of the things that I'm very passionate about at the moment with teaching is that I see so many people get angry with recipients and say oh they're, you know, they're a bad recipient, the recipient's not answering me, they're not listening but it's actually very difficult to be a recipient because especially in an audience if you're doing a demonstration you've got all the people in the audience and then you've got this medium on stage and this medium is firing all these questions at you and as a recipient you've got all these people listening to you you're having to try and think quickly whether it's a yes or a no right. so it's actually hard, I always try and make it easy for the recipient I always make it very clear. I say to them, if you don't understand it, just tell me so, give me a no. But I actually feel it's difficult to be um, a recipient. But also as well, it, you know, sometimes you have to go back to the spirit world and say, just give me that again. Yes. You know, and I never, if it's going wrong, which many times mediumship can go wrong, I never panic. I never get myself in such a state. I just quickly, I, I call it drop the mind. It's like I just drop my mind down. I expand and shift my awareness again and feel the spirit world coming in. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, okay, good. So what happens is, um, what happens when you have that amazing connection? Take me that. When you're just riding the wave, take me through that experience. Go with you. Oh, God, riding the wave. That's what you pray for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, to me, it's like when you're telling a story, as yeah. you always say. It, it's yeah. you really want to just, you don't want to be the type of medium that just gives fact, fact, fact. You want to bring the loved one back to life. And I just feel like when you're able to do that and you just see the emotional connection in another person's face that they're like, oh, my God, my mom's here. That, to me, is just like a true home run. Yeah. Lori, what about you? How do you feel when the, the recipient gives tears? Well, you know, I mean, I, so I'm a pretty emotional person, so I try mm -hmm. to hold my own back. Because I'm a clairsentient, so I feel what yes. spirit's feeling. So I'm feeling all this love that they want to pour all over their loved ones. And sometimes I do tear up. And um, But it's something so special about... I, I said to Chris once, it's like I've learned to t sometimes just fall back into it like a, like a feather bed. Yes. I just fall into them and let them surround me and overcome me. And then I just, I am them. I just feel it. I feel their emotions. I sometimes see things. I can have some, sometimes it can be startling to me because I, I feel like I'm really there. But um, other, uh, and, and when that happens, 
it's it's just amazing. It's it, it's such a blessing to do this work. I mean, it, what a gift to be able to know with certainty that we don't die. Yeah. And what a gift. And to be able to give that to the people, it's such a healing. Yeah. There's such a healing that happens. It's so much more than a message. It's a healing for, yeah. for families. I think for me, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I know because you you know it so well I, there's a part of me that is like oh my goodness like i can't wait to cross over just to prove it to myself <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> right you know what i mean i'm like you know i, I think um but it is and uh, and uh so the arthur family college let's go back there for a minute shall we and we have our esteemed mr paul jacobs right who you know i will say is is uh, kind of a king of mediumship <laughs> yes indeed. and uh i call him boss actually i, I don't do. know <laughs> i call i him. have other names for him as well oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know when when you know you can tell his passion you can see his passion um and he was your mentor right um, he's my mentor. Yeah. So when yeah. when you work with him, what is that experience like? You know, because did he kind of bring you into the mediumship to say you're going to do this on this level? It was um, funny with Paul because I've been going to the Alpha Finney College for a couple of years, and I'd always gone um, with Gordon Nigginson, who was a great medium of the last century, and was the um, president of the Spiritualist National Union for many, many years, and he was also the principal of the college. And he was Paul Jacobs' mentor. And he'd also mentored other people. So I always went with the tutors who'd been mentored by Gordon Higginson. But I'd always heard these stories that, oh, Paul Jacobs is really tough. You know, he's really hard. You know, you're too sensitive for him. So for a couple of years, I kept saying, I'm too sensitive. I'm too sensitive to go with, <laughs> with Paul. So I used to avoid going with him. Um, but something always intrigued me, even though I'd never met him. And I remember that um, I'd booked to go on a course um, with another medium and I got there and she said oh she said, I don't know how to tell you this Chris she said but I'm going to be doing the teaching class this week she says so I'm putting you with Paul Jacobs and I said that's okay and I said because I'm going home <laughs> she said why are you going home I said I'm too sensitive and she said well Paul's sensitive too and she said please just go in this morning and see what you think whether it'll work or not work for you so I went into this class and he was sat there and by the end of the morning, I just had absolutely fallen in love with the man. As, yeah. a, as a teacher, I could see his passion for the spirit world, his knowledge. You know, I just thought he was incredible. Yeah. And he came up to me um, after the morning. He said, oh, I said, Chris, I believe you had a problem that, you know, you wanted to come in my class. I said, how do you feel now? I said, well, I'd really, really love to stay in the class. And he said, good. He said, because I've been waiting three years for you. Oh, wow. He said, I'd heard about you. And he said, I kept saying to the spirit world, why has this Chris never come to me? And the spirit world said to him, Chris will come to you when he's ready. Yeah. And then the rest was history. <laughs> um, he played and still does play a very important part in my life. And he's an incredible mentor, an incredible medium, an incredible man. Yeah. And also a friend. Yeah, yeah he's... A He's pretty spectacular. He is. He, he's very, very special. To know Paul is to love Paul. <laughs> he's, he's I, I, well, you know me. You Boss, love I love him. <laughs> I, 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 I would spoon the man. <laughs> <laughs> that just, oh my God, I visualized that one. <laughs> I'm going to dine out on that for weeks. <laughs> 
So tell me, you know, we, 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 you know, how, what would your bet, I'm going to go around, I'll start with Lori, but let's go around. And, and Lori, if, if someone is saying, do I have the gifts or how do I develop them? What would be your advice for them to either do something to work on them or discover them? What would give us give us a little nugget here? Well, you know, I think it's they just need some validation, really. I think opportunities to practice, and of course, having a teacher is invaluable. Training, I think, is really super yeah. important. It's going to help you to really move a lot faster. But from so many times, it, I think that people know stuff, but they just need somebody to say, "Yeah, that's yeah, that is somebody from that's coming that that is my relative." So it's really validation because if they are have these gifts, they're already getting the information. They just need some validation to be to at least uh, prod them on in the their journey. Okay, okay. And Susan, what would be your nugget? You know, it's interesting because I like to think of this as having an ability, not uh -huh. necessarily a gift. And I do. I've kind of come to the conclusion that I think pretty much anybody can do some level of mediumship. Yeah. But I think sitting in circle. Like, um, Lori ran a circle many years ago that I sat in. Yeah. And honestly, for the first year, I didn't open my mouth. Yeah. Didn't talk. yeah. I didn't talk. I just <laughs> sat there and held energy. Yes. And it was great. And it, to me, so if anybody can get into a circle, especially a closed circle, yeah. you can really learn so much. And I know you run circles. Just I, circles yes. are brilliant. Yeah, I do. And mine are, mine are a little little boot camp circles so we have <laughs> a okay. I have a great time and and they keep coming back so yeah. no, that's awesome circles are important they're really good you know they're really good Chris what would be your nugget I think it's important to get the right tutor yeah the right tuition when I get many emails every week saying you know how do we develop what should I do and my advice is go and see mediums work especially yes. if they're teachers and if you would be happy with that level of mediumship that you've just seen them present on that platform when they're demonstrating, then that could be a teacher for you. Okay. But I would never want to go to a tutor that I hadn't seen them work before. Yeah. I want to see that they can do right. what they're actually teaching. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's great. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, it's interesting because um, you, you refer to it as a gift and then you refer to mediumship as an ability. And, you know, I, I, I agree that uh, I think every single one of us can connect to our own loved ones. But I will say, I do believe it. I, I, I think it's a gift. It's a gift to me from spirit yeah. to be able to communicate on that level. Like, mm -hmm. I feel I feel like I've been gifted. I, I, sometimes I feel, I, I feel a little like, a, like an uncomfortable exam um, <laughs> because you're like, <laughs> no. Um, but really, I understand that joy and that that just that there, there are no words. We're, I mean, there are no privileged. words. But all of us. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying. But so I believe there's gifts, but abilities. That's what takes you to another level. Yeah. You know, is to have a, a good teacher and to be able to have circle and practice and get yes. validation in a very unjudgmental um, surroundings mm -hmm. and sympathetic. It, takes you to another level of ability. So yes. I think it's just all a progressive. And I'm always, and I don't know if it's because I used to be a, uh, 
a fitness model or not, but I'm always, whenever I'm helping students or doing, I'm always equating it to the body. I'm like, <laughs> but I, I do. I, I say, you know, like some people will say they're they're clairvoyant and that's it. Well, I said, well, that's only like building your bicep. <laughs> you've got a tricep, you've got a shoulder, you've got to build the true, booty. So yeah. work on your other clairs so that we can, we have all the brushes mm -hmm. of the canvas available to us, you know? Yep, absolutely. So, so it is that it is a lot of a lot of fun and and I think what's really interesting is all of us had other paths that we were on it's not that I think all of us had this connection with spirit as a young child even though we may not have recognized necessarily yeah. what was happening but it's it's interesting that you can have this uh, regular life and then spirit goes oh, that's, that's that's cute you're trying that that's isn't that precious come on um, right so but don't you find with each of you that the experiences that you have had in in the the, the pre-professional mediumship life don't you feel that they somehow led you to where you are that there's something you're taking away from that prior experience that is helping you today in the work yeah absolutely um, it's funny when you were saying that about, you know, the childhood experiences as well, because I honestly believed as a child my path was going to be to be a medium. Um, and then when I was nine years old, I made the fatal mistake of telling the school dinner lady that her father was with her. Oh. And she said to me, um, no, she said, well, what do you mean my father's with me? My father's dead. And I said, no, I said, he's here. And she said, and then I give some information. And she said, well, where are you getting this information from? And I said, well... I get these little voices in my head. <laughs> and um, she walked away. And then when I came home, my mum was in tears. And we got called into the headmaster's office. And I was told in no uncertain terms, he got some keys in his hand. And he said, if this doesn't stop today, you'll be taken away from your parents and you will be locked away oh. um, for life. Yeah. And that scared me. My parents were petrified, thinking, oh, my God, they think he's mad. You know, social services are going to take him away. So I pushed it away. And but I always knew it'd come back. But then I threw myself in to entertain him. Yes. And I became a child actor. I did acting. And then when I left school, I wanted to get into cabaret. And then I came out on the gay scene quite young. And I saw all these drag queens. And I thought, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to dress up as a lady for a living. Yeah. There you go. Um, you know, Vegas style. And I did that for 23 years. And wow. through that work. The, the spirit world kept coming at different times all the time throughout my career. And I knew that a day would come when I did my mediumship full time. But I'm glad that I did that work because I saw every facet of life through that work. Yeah. You know, from being on that stage and, and meeting all the different communities that I met throughout my career. Yeah, I, I learned a lot about life. And I think to be a good medium, um, I once heard another medium say, to be a good medium, you need a few gray hairs. <laughs> and um, yeah. Once I got a few grey hairs, it was time. I got life experience for my mediumship to fully manifest. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And and just, I don't know, even the drag queen stuff is pretty darn cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel sorry for my parents because it's like, I come out as gay, that's okay. You know, yeah. we, we'll, we'll deal with that. And then I want to dress up as a woman for a living. It's like, okay, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. You know, and it's like, you know, the neighbors say, so what, what's Chris doing now? Well, he's speaking to dead people. Now, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, so, yeah. But they're proud of what I do. They love what I do. Yeah. And I think, actually, they're just glad now that that nine-year-old child wasn't mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they're very supportive of what I do. That's yeah. wonderful. But, and I think, too, I always tell people, and we have a couple questions, so we'll get to those. But I always, uh, I don't know, and, and I'll, I'll get your viewpoint on this but 
There's a couple commercials in particular that are out on TV now, and they drive me crazy. And it's basically when you have a little kid, and the little kid is, is talking about monsters in the room, and you've got the parent saying, oh, you want to check for monsters? Oh, let's get the monsters out. Because I think children are connecting to the spirit world, and I think the you know, oh, I had a bad dream, or I had a bad... They're just, I think sometimes they're connecting to spirit, and sometimes they're not recognizing that's it. And what does the parent say? Oh, I got it out of here. Oh, don't you worry about it. And I, I think we're, sometimes parents can, without knowing, we close down the child's gift or inhibit the child to think it's a negative thing rather than it being a love thing. Do you yeah. think? I do, but I wouldn't encourage any child to actually develop the mediumship. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't push it away. Yeah. Um, I agree. I believe that a lot of children have got that ability because the spirit world is here. So because they haven't got the adult mind and they've got a free imagination, right. which is what I try to teach my students to free their imagination because the spirit world can work through that imagination. So the vivid imagination of a child can become aware of the spirit world. You yes. know? And it's a natural process. It's the same with animals. You know, have you ever seen yep. a dog or a cat all of a sudden just look into a corner and start barking or their ears go up because in that moment, it's often when they're just coming out of sleep or something. I think because the spirit world's here, they can become aware of it. Yes. But I wouldn't encourage um, children to develop mediumship, but I wouldn't push away the fact that the Close spirit world it down. That it exists. You know, yeah. I would actually say to them, this is real. You've had a real experience. And if when you're older, you want to develop that yeah. ab ability, then we'll support you. Okay. But be a child. Yeah, yeah. Be a child. Play. Yeah. Play. We don't play, play enough, do we? No, no, we do not. We don't. <laughs> so, well, Susan, you kind of play. I try. You're to play. really good. I, I'm, I'm serious. You come about up it. with games yeah. and all sorts of stuff. I try. If, if anyone's gone to Susan's house, there's always. <laughs> it's really fun, actually. There's all kinds of games, potluck. It's really great. Um, so, you know, this is a question from one of the viewers right now. When developing your gift. Uh, I have an answer on this one, but I want to know what your answer is, Chris. When, when you're developing your gift, do you focus on your, your third eye? I definitely don't. No. Um, I think because what you're doing then is you're actually controlling your mediumship. Yes. I wouldn't call it your third eye anyway. I don't like that expression. Um, I prefer to say, you know, the mind's eye, which we would call clairvoyance. Right. Um, but no, when I'm developing my mediumship, I actually want to go with that sensitivity. I want to go with that feeling that emotion, I want to feel that personality of that communicator and the essence of them, and then naturally let a clairvoyant image appear and then feel within that and allow that to tell me a story about that communicator. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't focus, you know, and there's nothing wrong, you know, there's people that do call it the third eye. I prefer to call it my mind, you know, yes. and that's what I'm working with. But no, I wouldn't focus on something because therefore you're controlling how the mediumship is going to work. And what if that spirit, what if it's a clairaudient or a clairsentient, and then you're going to miss? Yeah. You're yeah. actually going to miss yeah. it. All right, so we have another uh, question, too. So how can you tell if you are a medium? Now, this is a great one, So, because a lot of people think this. You know, do you need to see spirit <laughs> in order to be a medium? So, 
Let's go. Open open bar on this one. Go I ahead. I think if spirit ever showed itself to me the way you show yourself or they show, I think I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that would have scared me so much. So I think it's different for each of us. But I think a majority of people do not see spirit like you see human people. Yeah. I think most of us see it in our mind's eye. Yeah, I agree. You say it. I agree. Yeah. yeah. What uh, about for you, Lori? You know, um, I thought, my mom used to always tell people I was psychic. And I thought, oh, I thought everybody just knew things. But um, then later I thought I wasn't a psychic because I didn't see things. Right. I didn't see a ghost over here or what have you. Um, and that's when I learned. I then uh, I learned that that's not what it's about. It's really there's different different ways to perceive it. Yes. And kind of like Susan, if I'd seen as a kid, I was always scared because I could feel. Yes. Them. I felt like somebody was going to pop out behind a curtain, right? Because they were right there, but I just couldn't see them. Yeah. And so I was that scared little kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but now it's like. You, no, you don't really need. That's not. That's not the only way. And you can feel them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you smell them. Oh, you smell. You might smell flowers or his cologne, your grandpa's cologne, or all of those are possibilities. There's yeah. no one way. I was scared as an adult, man. I I would. I I got an alarm system. <laughs> <laughs> I would like hide under the covers. I'm like, oh. but you know, it changed. I used to. I used to see a bit. And then it went from seeing physically, but way more to mental mediumship. Mm. We call it mental mediumship for anybody who's who's out there inside your your uh, mind space. So it's kind of like your imagination, yep. but not. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me feel better that you say that because I slept with a nightlight until I was almost forty. Oh wow! <laughs> I kid you not. It was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I got just because I would feel someone over the bed, and I'd be like, oh, just I got. I mean, really, but you know. Yeah, you get a little anxiety. You're like, oh, I'm gonna open my eyes, yeah. <laughs> but I did, did. I did come home alone tonight. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, listen, you guys. This is you know the reason we're laughing and talking about this is because however you open your gifts, however they're presented to you, no two stories are the same. No two experiences are the same. Your experience is your your little unique special thing, and if you feel this gnawing is a way I like to call it. You know, this constant curiosity or, or just inquisitiveness. I say go for, for it. Follow it. See where Absolutely. it's going to lead you. You know? Um, and goodness, time is flying by, right? But let's, uh, I, I want to talk about, Chris, you've got a couple more events coming up. So we're going to get back to this power of three here. And I do want to just remind everybody that is this Saturday night. Uh, what time is it start? Seven o'clock. Seven, oh my goodness, seven o'clock, Saturday night, Santa Ana. So make sure you grab a ticket, get down there, grab a friend, grab a <laughs> grab a loved one, uh, living preferably, um, and and grab and grab a ticket and and watch these guys. You you just won't regret it. You it will really leave you just so riveted. Whether you get a direct message or not, it's just the evidence that you will see that night. Again, I have seen them work. It, it it's. It, it's a whole nother level. So just go to that. And then also, actually, um, we have, Chris, you're going to be with Austin Wells, right? I am indeed. And that's October 29th. We have Austin Wells. Absolutely. In Hollywood. And it's going to, right. And yeah. I, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely try to uh, make that one because yes. I would love to, to see it. I have seen the both of you work yeah. as, as well. She's so gentle. Yes. I, I, I've always admired her for that. 
I've always, I, I even once I said, I says, I don't know how you do that nurturing thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. She's, a, she's a lovely soul. She just makes you feel so loved and warmed, and, and she invites that spirit world in. Um, like she's like it's home baked cookies, <laughs> <laughs> don't you think? That's a great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, it is. It's the like, cookie queen. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. It's like oh, there she is, and and just beautiful. So that's going to be a special special evening if anyone can't make it all the way down there. And then Ensenadas, right? You're going to be with James Von Prague. I am indeed. Yes. Wow, how exciting yeah. is that? October twenty fourth. Yep, indeed. So, yeah. and I just saw him the other night. He oh, was with Miss Mavis. Oh, Miss Mavis. So, yeah, yeah. So, I know the two of you, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It might be, it might be a drag queen sound off. <laughs> I don't know. Battle, battle, battle of the, the mediums there. Cause We've been planning this for like three years. I can't. So. It's, there's going to be costume changes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but this will be, you know, I can, I can just see this, the dynamic of, of the, the spark that the two of you yeah. will, will bring. And I, I think it's, it's going to be, be electrifying evening for anyone. So uh, there's a link for that too. Uh, we have time. We're just going to do one more uh, question if you guys yeah. have a time. So uh, are dreams the same as mediumship? That's a good one. I'm not a dream person. Um, a lot of people, you know, I'm quite envious that people have these dreams where they have these experiences. Um, but I never have them. Okay. But I believe there's certain people that in that dream state, because, you know, the, the conscious mind's out yeah. of the picture. Yes. Then then the spirit world can have an influence. Right. So I think it's happened to me a few times as a child where in the dream, it was an experience that went far beyond having a dream. Right. So, but I wouldn't say it's the same as mediumship. I wouldn't want to be receiving a contact in, in a dream state. Right, right. But definitely I, not. But I have to say, there are some nights where I go to sleep, uh -huh. and I feel like it's like a party with all my dead people. Oh, good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, there are I'm some envious. times. No, seriously, there are <laughs> yeah, some yeah. nights like that, yeah. That's good. And then how about you, Lori? Well, I, I had a visitation, I want to say, from my mom after she passed, and it felt more real than real, and I don't know how to explain that other than it was. And for me, um, she had told me that if there was a way to come back, she would, and mm -hmm. she would give me a message, and she did. So, But I wouldn't call that, I mean, maybe it was part of mediumship, but well, I wouldn't say, now, I'm a medium because I had a dream of my mom. You know? Right, and it's, it, I think it depends on what kind of dream you had, but mm -hmm. if it feels like, like you're saying, I think if it feels like that experience, it could very well be a loved one yeah. popping in to say I think hi. It was a message, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, can you, I mean, you guys, can you even believe that is our time yeah. for tonight? Oh, wow. Wow. I told you, <laughs> right? You right? So before we, we close down, do me a favor. If you'll just go around, give your website so uh, the listeners know where to find you, Lori. Yeah. Um, I'm at LoriWalker.com, and that's Lori, L-O-R-R-I, Walker.com. Perfect. Susan? I am at MediumSusan.com. Easy. And Chris? I'm at www.chrisdrew.org. Wow. Wow. You, you, I'm not crying. It's the, it's the lights. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Actually, I'll be honest. I put a sunblock on, and then when I'm rubbing oh, my eyes, you got it it's in going there. in there. Oh, I just well, thought It's because I'm, le you... I'm leaving you. That's what I, that's, that's, you know, and also, that's the what fact I said. that you don't want to spoon me. <laughs> <laughs> Visual. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone in all kinds of directions here this evening, you guys. Anyhow, do me a favor, please share this. Go to these events. You guys are not missing out. Go to their websites um, and follow them. Chris has got a program that he does, an advanced program, and so you can find out when he's teaching, where he's going to be. These are lovely, lovely friends of mine. I'm. Uh, thank you guys so thank you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody.
Sometimes I feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.